0: Uh, welcome tonight. The subject, what we have been talking, is mind and mental faculty. But I like to remind once again the difference between the divisions where we make is mind and the mental faculty. Is mind is just Tala, tontong, nambrishi. So mind is just perceived. Mind recognizes, mind acknowledges, and the mind perceives, mind receives, and the mental faculties make it understand, make it recognize, make it remember, and that was the difference. That is the only difference between mind and mental faculty. And uh, why we make that division? When we make this division we can understand better. When we say we make a division so some people may think it is a completely different two different things just like glass and the water in the glass. It's two different things. Water happens to be in the glass, but water is not glass and glass is not water. So you may think that way when I say two separate. But a uh, mind and mental faculty is not like this. Actually it's the same mind. It's part of mind are we labelled as a mental faculty. And especially by the activity of that piece of mind. From that level, we label them as a mental faculty, or rather, retinues. And the mind is, we call it a principle, and the mental faculties, we can call it retinue. It is like the retinues will do the job and the principle sits there and be there and have there sits there. That's honestly, that's even in the mandala when we look the principle of the yidam in the mandala sits there but all these initiation deities comes in and all this uh, lama activity comes in all of them carry on the work but in reality it is the same thing remember just like that and so the mind and the mental faculties are not a true separate one in aspects of a mind to carry on certain activities of the mind. That's how we divide. It is not in separate mind. I like you to remember that quite clearly because we're going to divide this mental faculties or the retinues into fifty-one division, fifty-one different. So you think probably there's a fifty-one different things happening. Maybe fifty-one different things happening but there's not fifty-one different minds are functioning. A mind with different activities. So there are technical names in Tibetan, which is very hard to explain in English, at least for me, because I don't read those other books available, so I'm not sure whether they said or not. The word in Tibetan is, this is a technical word because those who know the Tibetan uh, not only Dharma knowledge, philosophical knowledge they will know this language. Just all Tibetans may not be aware of that language. What we use is the Ngojilatavatade means reality is the one aspect is is two different. So sort of So reality is one mind, but because of the activities they carry on, so we identify them separately Give a separate label and when you give a separate label, and then we know we can understand the functioning of the mind is much better. Otherwise everything is a mind. If you remember it is mind, if you seen it, it is mind, if you acknowledge it's mind, if you taste it's a mind, if you feel it, it is a mind, if you smell it is a mind. So everything is a mind 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 and it becomes uh so, sort of a funny little soup that put everything together. You know, whatever it is in the soup, if you find the cheese, it is soup. If you find the vegetable, it is soup. If you find the beyond, it is soup. If you find whatever you find, meat it's soup. So that's why it is. It doesn't make soup. It make separate. Now the relationship. I like to talk tonight. Relationship uh, between the mental faculty and the minds or, or the principal mind and the retinue minds. Relationship. What kind of relationship? Though we said it is same, but we identify separately. So you have to have a relationship. Although it is not separate mind, but within the one mind. But since we identify separately, that there has to be relationship. So let's talk about the relationship. What kind of relationship? I don't know if I don't throw few philosophical points here. Some people will think, well, it is just a thing. If I throw a a few philosophical things, it may get unnecessary confusion, I don't know. Uh, So anywhere I'm going to throw it. And if you get unnecessary confusion, then it is unnecessary confusion. And when we talk about this relationship, the presentation of the relationship in the metaphysical or Abhidharma, Sanskrit is called Abhidharma. I believe it translates as a metaphysical. And There are two separate uh, metaphys- Abhidharmas. One is called Upper Abhidharma and the other is called Lower Abhidharma. This has something to do with the Buddhist schools. Like there is basically originally in India four Buddhist schools. So, true Theravadan level of the schools and true Mahayana level of the schools. And when you when you talk about this Abhidhamma, there is a link between this Chidamandan, the Mahayana school, and uh, the, what we call it, the Chitamawa. I don't know. Chidamandan is Samsamba in Tibetan, and Chidamawa. I don't know what to call it, Bibashka Bebe, or something, Bibeshka or something in Sanskrit. So anyway there's a link between these two schools. Quite an interesting link. The teacher is uh, happens to be the uncle and the nephew is the the teacher is the uncle who happens to be the founder of the Chidamantan thoughts and schools and the nephew who is student of this uncle had a, a different thoughts so, but they based it on one thing, so that's why within the Tibetan it's called it Ngomba, then upper Ngomba and lower Ngomba, so, so this mind and mental faculty business is mostly comes out of Ngomba so two different Ngombas will have two different ways of presenting it though the names are all same. They call it same name. All of them, both of them will say they have to be five different, five definite relationship between the mind, particular mind and a particular mental faculty. The mind and mental faculty, The relationship is based on the five points. Five points. Okay, now the names are almost the same, but the way they present is slightly different. So, according to the Abhidhamma Kosha or the, or the Law Ngumba, Law Abhidhamma, they will say, almost the names will be same. Okay, but they will say, day e or days. It is very, very funny. When you look at it, you know, this purification, normally when we look at the purification we say four power and uh, that power is we also call it base in English but in Tibetan it is ten and it is very similar to this so one base it has to be one base and one focal point second second relationship is whatever they are focusing one base is a one Focal point is one, time is one, or the aspects. Aspect is one. Now, the fifth one has slightly different points. They call it material, semi material. Let us go that way. Base, focus, or Appearance or aspects, time, and the material. You're looking at this and they have been using the same language or what? Which one is this? The first one is a like basis. The second one, a like objective reference. Okay. Third, a like observable quality. Fourth is a like time. And the fifth is a like stuff. Stuff, material, stuff, okay. So, it's almost a similar way, uh, how I say, and the way they say. A like base, a like objective reference, yeah. And then, a like observable quality. Observable quality. All right, then, then a like time, then, a like stuff. stuff, okay. Like, stuff. That's what it is. Now we have to go, what are we talking about? The first. They say, uh, alike. I, I don't have the alike. I say, just the same base. Why? What does that mean? The mind, whatever is basing, and the mental faculty also has to base on that. Like, say, I consciousness. Where is Eye Consciousness is based? Eye Consciousness is based on certain aspects of a physical thing within the, within the eyeball. So this is very different than what we normally understand. Maybe I should talk to you slightly different. What it is? Because we said mind and the mental faculty, right? said the mind is just perceiving mental faculties ascertaining ascertaining that clear making clear and all that. That mind is also divided into six. When you say mind that has to be divided into six, six consciousness. That is eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, Tongue consciousness and then touch and. The last one here says categorical perception. And that is the Yiginambarjava, the mind itself. Mind itself, sixth one. Did we have six? So eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, eye, ear, you know, ear, nose, and all of those have a, a consciousness. We call that consciousness. That is how. The mind itself divided into six. But sometimes you find the mind divided into eight too. Six means six consciousness, six senses we call it, right? Six senses are the six mind. And then when you make eight, then you add up one more called basis of all. And, and then call it a negative basis, negative mind. So these are not accepted by so many, except a few, one or two schools accepted. So when you are accepting that, the division becomes not only six, six is a universal accepted in Buddhist school. Some schools will say eight, some even say nine they add up one more, line. so but forget about it today because that is rather complicated unless you're going to read Tikshin Rigbe Jansu, that is Tikshin uh, Rigbe Jansu will say this school, this, this, that master thoughts, this, this, all that detail there will go so otherwise unless you're going to read Tikshin Rigbe Jansu and um, so it's not going to be really get it there. Even you read the Tikshin of Jato ten times I don't think you're going to understand anything. So that's what is how it's going to be anyway. So Tikshin of Jato is called Ocean of Reasoning. Yeah, if you read Ocean of Reasoning thirty times you may understand someday. Anyway, so unless you talk about this and when you make it simple to be able to understand then people thought, oh there's not value in here and uh, there's a more value if you go in the in this long dialectical debating uh, reasoning systems. Anyway, here you begin to see at least the thing here. So sixth consciousness. So where are the sixth consciousness are based? What is the basis of the first I consciousness. Where is I consciousness is based? Now according to the Buddhism school of not only the Tibetan but the Indian Buddhist everything everywhere. The eye consciousness is based on some kind of a pure very pure form a round little dart form, and the, according to them the eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, they're all sitting together like a, a little darts on a shelf, sitting together inside somewhere. The, basically I what we see around here is we, we have a name for that That's called Wangden Kokba. Wangden Kokba means base of that pure doubt's outer shell, sort of outer shell, shell which holds that pure doubt. And that also have layers. I mean they talk about what nine different layers or something. Layers you take it out you are supposed to see the body upside down and reflecting something, something, something. Anyway, it has its own little system when you follow that, you know. We are supposed to be seeing is something this way, upside down, which reflects the peccable stretch, and something like that. And then if some layer, something wrong, you see vertical everything. And all kinds of things are there. So let's not go in that detail because I think the scientists will know much clearly rather than we have to talk in the air, you know, like this. So I think scientifically they are proving exactly the same thing. That's what scientists tell. But this is like, you know, 2600 years ago, they are just talking this way. So now what the scientists probably don't see yet is according to this, and they have some kind of light-nature, light-nature dot. It's just top, a dot, which is we call it basis of eye consciousness or ear-consciousness, separate ones. And uh, so the consciousness itself, it remains in that pure, pure thing, that pure dot pure dot, whatever it is, that dot in there, this is called basis of I-consciousness. So all the mental faculties that goes together with the I-consciousness also has to base on that base. And that's why it says same base, a like base. If the mental faculty goes in different base and um, mind goes in different base, then you're going to get different information. Suppose remembering, mental faculty of remembrance. Remembrance landed on the ear consciousness and the mind is landed on the eye consciousness. So what the the mind will remember later is sound rather than form. That's That's why it has to be the same base. Mind will just see it. Will not will remember, not ascertain, not even clarify red, yellow or, or black, white. Just see it. The mental faculties will do it. It's sort of an introduction. When you introduce a person, that this is John. Okay, you look at the John look at the head, look at the body, look at the physical aspects, all of them and basically when you introduce the mind you will see some kind of lump there and there's a jaw and the mental faculties will be busy seeing Okay, how tall that guy is, and uh, what color that is, what a physical shape that is, how does the eye look like, nose look like, is there a cut or wound or anything else, or is it not there? And then the next time, when you say John, you remember all of those. All these works are done by the mental faculties. Mind will just see the John. Just sort of a lump they will see. The mental faculties will do all this work and, and then they will certain that is John. So then next time when somebody else comes and says I am John and they will put it through and say, they will say no you are, you are not John. Because it doesn't fit. And that is uh, like a remembrance. That's one. That's how it does. So if the remembrance at that moment has landed on the Ear Consciousness, Eye Consciousness looking at the physical thing and then what we will remember later, a sound, whoa, 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 some sound, nothing physical, just a sound. Maybe the blind person, maybe a person by voice, maybe that's functioning. Because Eye Consciousness doesn't function if you are blind. The next one is the Ear Consciousness. Ear Consciousness and the Ear Mental Faculties will ascertain everything and they will be doubly working because uh, you know sort of rely on the seeing part is missing so the hearing will be doubly putting so that will be much more clear and more alert from that way, that angle. So this is what the Mental faculty and uh, mind. So we are talking about the relationship right now. So the same base. Now what does that mean? Again I will say focus, but this English says what? Something else. As a or something? I said object on what you focus. This one? Objective reference. Objective reference. What book you are looking at? It? Mind and Buddhist Psychology, translated by Herbert Gunther. Objective reference. This are Gunther's language. Okay. What I'm thinking is they're focusing. Let's say eye consciousness, which is looking at the blue, the blue shirt over there. Is it blue, right, or or green? Blue, thank you. <laughs> at least I'm not wrong there. <laughs> so when you're looking at the blue shirt and uh, then we are focusing blue, just a blue, not shirt, but blue. When you're looking at the blue, when the mind is looking at the blue, the blue becomes the object of the mind, the focal point of the mind, that eye consciousness looking at the blue. And the blue becomes the main what the eye consciousness perceive. So likewise, the mental faculties that are functioning with the eye consciousness has to have the same thing perceiving. If the mental faculty is perceiving yellow, yellow, then the remembrance will be yellow. And then instead of a blue, it becomes a yellow, because of the mental faculty which asserting the thing is not focusing on blue. So there has to be same focal point. Focal point. This is second relationship. Same time. Mind and mental faculty must come together. Otherwise in the different times, different things happening. So it will not work. So it has to be same time. Begin at the same time, ended at the same time. Mind and mental faculty. Based on the same thing, focus on the same thing, came at the same time. Now, subsidence or staff, the two schools have different staffs. <laughs> different staffs. Two schools have different staffs. That's what happens. Now, instead of giving you two separately, I think uh, what it is, I'm going to tell you this: staff. Uh, staff is the, like I say, or experiencing of feelings feelings that you get or what you experience and that's what it is they really stop the law school will tell you some kind of a lot of zigzag business here but ultimately i think it will come on the feeling or something what you understand what you know what you experience and that has to be the same thing with the principal mind and the mental faculty, if the principal mind understands something, mental faculty understands something else, then you have different staff, and then you get miscommunication, and you get all kinds of uh, wrong message, wrong information, because it is not same thing. Normal, it's something like that we say we must be on the same page. Very similar to that. Mind and mental faculty must be on the same page. Otherwise it will totally get a total different message. And that's why these five points of a relationship. That a relationship has to be together. Now what happens If there is a problem with that relationship between the mind and the mental faculty comes in, then I think we perceived. This is my just stupid thoughts. Then what we normally call it, not the Buddhist language, but normally what we call it normal average language, what we call delusions. Confusions, hallucinations, and even worse case, uh, craziness, and all of them is probably the mind and the mental faculty relationship of these five points are not meeting properly. When they are together, when are, when their relationship is perfect on all five points and there is no room for delusion or all of those. And all of them are probably problem of communication between the mental faculty and the mind. And the way of problem getting communication is one of those Five points. What I call it, what we call it, a relationship. Do they call it a relationship? What Günther calls. They are coexistent mind and mental events. Events. Events Are coexistent. Coexistent events. Also, the along with this, the focusing point. Focusing point will also go, if it's a focus on positive virtue. And then the, then the mind becomes a positive virtue and the mental faculty becomes a positive virtue. And the mind focus on mental faculty, focuses on negative. That influences the mind goes into a negative and a non-virtue, all of them because of that relationship. So these five relationships between the mind and mental faculty, is that somehow we have to spend quite a lot of time here and try to think uh, within ourselves. Take eye consciousness, eye consciousness perceiving uh, blue, and the mental faculty identifying it blue, and then discriminating that light below, dark blue. Or sky blue, royal blue, whatever blue you wanted to go in that. And that all becomes the part of the mental faculty, mental faculty activities. So knowing that alone will get some more understanding of how mind really is. Again, the division between within the mind itself, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, all of those are again same mind, not a separate mind, but the same mind. Again, different aspects in the same with the different activity and aspects because you can't go and cut the mind into pieces say this is eye mind, this is ear mind, this is nose mind, you can't. Again it is a same mind. Um, so this is how we have to look in this, quite a complicated and, uh, but when you know this is relationship and then this is important now, I may raise a question: If it is the same mind mind is not divided, then why this mind to some some people can mind can see it, some cannot see it. What happened? It's nothing wrong with the mind, but when I told you the basis on which in the Tibetan they call it means internal pure internal pure basis of of consciousness of eye or ear or nose whatever pure it's sort of like a, a, dub, a dot and uh, the relationship between that inner light nature that a pure thing and the outer basis on which like a eye what we see, the eyeballs and retina and so on and forth, what we see, all this. When there is a problem with that relationship, when that relationship cuts us out and then that aspects of the mind can no longer see, they cannot understand through seeing, however they can understand through hearing or through feeling or through touch or through whatever taste or whatever. Yes it is damaged to the mind. Uh, May not be damaged the mind and the mind become weaker because one of the outreach has been disconnected. One of the outreach has been disconnected. That doesn't mean the mind cannot see because the link between the seeing has been cut off. Same thing with, with the ear, when you're hearing lost. So which is the connection between the ear consciousness base and the external materials, whatever we have, the hearing materials, the connection in between that has been damaged. The connection is the channels and the energy. Energies are traveled through the channels. The channels and the energy when their connections lost and that's how we have a hearing loss that does not mean the mind is not capable of hearing but the mind is not capable of hearing temporarily because the connection was lost. Just like the telephone, we cannot talk through the phone here, we have to use the cell phone, because the telephone in New York, somebody cut off the line. So when your telephone line is cut off, we can't even talk. We are capable of talking, but temporarily we are unable to talk, because the connection is cut. Just like that, mind will be able to see it the moment the connection is right. As, as long as the connection goes wrong, that mind cannot see it. The capacity of the seeing is not lost, but the connection lost. It doesn't happen. The Historically they say sometimes people transfer their consciousness. If somebody really transfer the consciousness, when the new body, they got it, and they're able to see it and hear it and everything. So the mind has the capability. Capability remains. But it cannot function within that area. It's just like a cell phone where there is no tower nearby, there's no connection so you can't hear it. Just like that. That doesn't mean that cell phone doesn't work. Cell phone doesn't work in that area because there's no connection. When you go to the area where there's a connection, it works. Just like that. Mind is not incapacitated but the connection is not functioning so seeing capacity is cut off. So, so that's just like that ear, nose, throat, and uh, anyway, the principle this is called six collections of mind, or we call it sometimes we call it senses, but senses what makes sense? who gets the message out of the sense? Is it the person, the mind again, mind again, so again. When I say eye, ear, nose, conscious, mind doesn't cut one piece of mind, Topped in the ear consciousness and the hearing all the time, and also it doesn't. It functions that way. But whenever, whatever, wherever it's functioning, that being able to, based on that inner pure, seeing or hearing or smelling sometimes simultaneously because you hear, you see, you smell, you taste you feel all of them together so they've been able to function together as well. Mind itself so does the mental faculty of each one of those mind will be able to function. That's, that's why human machine becomes so impossible even to duplicate. That Buddha attributed that for karma, individual karma of individual, individual's capability, individual's achievement. That's what it really is. It is so complex and so complicated. Yet it is the mind that does all of them. So that's why if we don't know mind, how how we can expect we know ourselves, and then when we don't know ourselves, how do we expect we want to be liberated ourselves? How do we improve ourselves because we don't even know ourselves? So that's why at the beginning they say "sanki sanki shivajas." Shivajis, it is so important the points of the minds to be known. We have to understand when we understand the points of the mind and then we begin to to think about it within ourselves. At least we are talking about ear, nose and all this consciousness we talk about today. If you go back and begin to think about it, you at least begin to see six different locomotives here functioning inside there, you know. But that's not all Different locomotive. It is a one again. The locomotive is a terrible example, but but that's that's what it is. Just like I said earlier, when the principal mind influenced Oh, that's why this idea of negative soaking a mind, positive soaking a mind. Touch is one thing, encounter is another thing. Soaking is another thing. Encounter, touch and then soak and then the mind becomes negative. All the mental faculties become negative. Likewise, is contaminated or uncontaminated. When the mind is uncontaminated, mental faculties become uncontaminated. When the mental faculties contaminated, that makes the mind becomes contaminated. And that is how we've been talking, remember? We see the negativities, negative emotions. We encounter them. Then we they enter through us. Our mind gets soaked in that. And give you a lot of examples of oil top that is soaking the paper. Just like the, the both positive and the negative functions the same way. In the field of mind, the power of the negative and the positive is equal. It is really equal. Positive doesn't have extra power. Negative doesn't have extra power. At the beginning, negative looks like have much more power because we have addictions. Addiction is another mental faculty and that influences the remembrance or the memory and that influences the mind. That is how addictions work. Not only addictions work with the mind, it also connects to the physical body and even tickles you and itches you and all this because this is the purely mind connecting to the body. To the body. that you know, itches you. That is why. That is how. So negative looks like more powerful right now, but it's not. The power of the negative and the positive is equal. Definitely, especially on the field of mind. Terms and conditions make a difference. Terms and conditions draw the attention of mind. Mind perceives mental faculties as certain and that makes that contributes in the positive karma or negative karma. That's how we make a difference through, through mind, to action, to karma, to result and that's that is how it works. So we talked about relationship between the mind and the mental faculties today, and the six mental faculties, right? Eye, ear, nose, tongue. A body and mind. Get it? Eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind. What is eye consciousness? The definition of eye consciousness is the mind that based on eye, focusing on form and discriminating. Is the eye consciousness? Get it? Based on the eye, focusing on form. I sees nothing but form. I doesn't see sound. I doesn't see smell. I doesn't see taste. I sees the form. So based on the eye, focusing on form and the discriminating mind. Similarly, based on the ear, focusing on the sound, discriminating mind. These are the definitions of eye, ear, based on nose, focusing on smell and discriminating. The tongue consciousness is based on tongue, focused on taste and discriminating. The body is based on the body focus on the touch discriminating. Now the sixth one is more important. so so wo the sixth consciousness based on mind based on mind and focus on phenomena and discriminating. So, these are very, 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 very gross, rough definition of Six Consciousness. And, um, and then this Six Consciousness, they have conditions bringing, all these are there, different schools have all different pictures. We're not going to talk about that at all here. Okay. Earlier I told you sometimes you divide that consciousness into 6 plus 2 makes 8 and then you have basis of all and the negative mind. And these are the Asanga. Asanga and the Chidamandan schools accept that. And there are a lot of reasons why they accept. You know, I mean there's a lot of them. What is the true teaching of the Buddha? And what is the comment, what is, what is interpretable, what is not interpretable? And so, so the early Indian teachers, school, founders are different. They will say this particular book is not interpretable, has to take it as literally as it is but then the Nagarjuna will say no it's not, this book is not interpretable, that is interpretable, this is why the different schools will come in Uh, so different, all of them will come in so that's why different view, different philosophy different uh, emptiness comes in that's the reasons why, but contemplating activity of compassion, as well as uh, at the wisdom level, there are different schools, different thoughts. All of them will come, but at the contemplating, uh, legend level of compassion, as well as self-compassion, and all of them, there's no different school thoughts. All schools go exactly the same way. The Hinayana schools will not talk about it, uh, ultimate compassion and all this, but they don't, just don't talk about it. That's about it. Mahayana schools' teachings will talk about highest compassion and all this, but whatever they talk is exactly the same thing. On the wisdom level, these interpretations will come in. That's why reasoning comes in. To make sure. This is not interpret- interpretable. You keep on giving reasoning. So the so reasoning overpowers quotation. But then there are sometimes you cannot give any reasoning, so you have to depend on the quotation. These are exceptional. Other than that, so reasoning has to be more important than quoting quotations. And there are four reliabilities and four non-reliabilities, called Dumbashi. Kasala means Shalanda. It doesn't depend on the individual person, but depends on Dharma. Person is unreliable, Dharma is reliable. Interpretable are not reliable and uh, straightforward statements are reliable. So that's the second one. Don't depend on the words. Words are not dependable but uh, meanings are dependable. So then what? So they are called something called tambashi, for reliabilities. And uh, automatically they talk for non-reliabilities. All of them uh, has to be coming in for the giving the room and the more importantness is the reasoning. Reasoning will rely on terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. And the reasoning will give you changes. Reasoning will give you everything. So because otherwise there will be no change. Whatever is written 2,600 years ago, it has to be remaining there. And that becomes orthodox. So this is how the Buddhist philosophical aspect works. So I guess I better not talk too much. And I should stop here. Okay, and thank you.